LinkedIn presents. And when I first got this job, it's like, I know it pays well. I know it pays good money, son. But listen to me. Don't end up at a dead-end job like I did. Because he see it being presented in front of me. So I had to start looking at my life and saying, you know what? What can I do to actually create myself a career? I was looking up some stuff online that you can get into tech um, um, without a college degree. And I'm like, oh, this is sweet. So that took me down the rabbit hole. Um, that planted the seed initially. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspiring stories with your friends. Invite them to subscribe and connect with us on social media. So today, I have a software engineer who works for a cybersecurity company, Kevin Johnson, also known as Kev ProDev. I love that name, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice, man. When I came up with that, it I was like, this sticks. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to try to recreate, recreate something new. When it happened, I was like, you know what? I'm sticking with that. Okay. Do you mind giving some background of like, because software engineer can mean a lot of things. Can you give some more insight into what you do at your job? And you are very interesting in that you have some cybersecurity components that you know. So that really sets you apart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a software engineer. So I work uh, particularly on the front end side of web development. So um, I have, I work at a cybersecurity company where we handle a special application to handle threats and protect companies. And I specifically work in the front end department of like the web browser, making sure the app that you load up all the apps that we go to online every day, I work in that space for like the average user. Anything that you go on the browser and log into, log out of, you interact with something on a browser, that is my homeland right now. Wow, that is freaking amazing. So yeah, what's the blueprint for success that you would give to somebody? Oh, man. <laughs> this one is a, a very loaded, loaded question. Yeah. But uh, everyone, the special thing about that question is everyone has their own personal piece to tack onto that question and everybody's giving their opinions can fabricate a big ultimate answer and now anybody that comes to that question that's looking for something they can pick something from everybody's perspective and formulate their own success so i'm gonna share you my success to this is um this was a long journey um it's a long journey this is uh about two four years ago I wanted to get into tech and um, this uh, process happened off a job that I worked the factory job. Um, you want the short answer into intro to yeah, this? Yeah, sure, sure. The, and we'll, the short, short answer. answer. Okay, okay. Um, but the short answer for this ultimately is just sticking with consistency. Like whatever you trying to choose, you got to dive into it. And just focus on that. There's a lot of shiny objects on this internet. So if stuff comes to you all the time, every day, just make a plan. If that's the objective, I want to be this, go after that, come up with a plan, formulate a plan. After you do your research, this is the most important thing, just research. 
Research first. Don't just go off something because you don't have a clue what the battlefield is in anything. I don't have a clue what the battlefield in healthcare. Yeah. I have no clue, but I have to do research. So I will say one of the secrets is researching. The people that research the best, they get the best uh, assumption about something and then they execute on it. And then all it is is research some more off what you did, execute. Research some more off what you did, execute. And I think that'll really take you a long way. People that don't research, they tend to just listen to people. Yeah. And you get into this cycle. Oh, and that cycle is long because one person <laughs> says, oh, you got to learn this language. Another person says, you got to learn this language. Another per- person says, oh, you got to specialize in this. Another person says, yeah. you got to specialize in this. And the fact is, look, they all are lucrative opportunities, but the only they way are. you can get any of them is if you stick with it, right? I see some people, one day they're learning Python, then next day they're learning JavaScript, then next day, and then you see these tweets online like, hey, how to get a job, <laughs> like how to learn Python in seven days. And it's like, I know senior developers who've been doing it for very long and they're still running into issues. They're still learning. It's a, it's, yes. It has to be a commitment. And the other thing is you can always switch. You can learn something six months to True. a year and then that's true. You can learn something else. Maybe you're going by on Python. Maybe you want to go down something else. Now, what will happen is the second thing will be much easier because now you develop mm-hmm. some systems and you understand that. So now let's take it before we take it back. What's the salary range for someone in this type in the types of roles? Like, where are you interviewing at? What's realistic? Um, salary ranges realistically coming in, and my realistic was me. Okay, yeah. my realistic was. No college degree, um, no experience in this field. What is the price range I can aim for yeah. realistically? And I was looking at maybe around to eighty to one hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah. Now the upper hundred fifteen thousand, you probably got a degree. Yeah. You probably have some interns from companies that you've done in college, so you can kind of go to that top level yeah. and be like, "Hey, I want this. I'm looking for this," you know. But if you're maybe on the spec of you don't have none of these and you're just, you know, it's an event. You are basically an investment risk. Then you might be more heavily on the lower side of that range. And who knows, you might get something at the higher range, but that's all with chance. But I will say 80 to 115. Okay. And I, I like how you're being realistic. And the other thing, what I tell people is a lot of people are so stuck on, oh, six figures, six figures. And I was like, most people don't realize that your first job doesn't have to be six figures. You get enough experience. And I've seen raises in tech, like one job, 30, 40, 50, even 100K jumps in one jump. But it's yes. because they got that first experience. And then some people are like, hey, I'm not taking anything less than six figures. And they get an offer for 97K and they're like, nah, I'm not going to take it. And it's like, you know, they, some people get stuck on this and it, it and it really sucks. So let's go take it back. So what would you want to be in high school? How was high school like for you? Man, high school was uh pretty smooth. High school was pretty smooth. I was a real tech person. I love tech. I grew up tech. My dad loved tech gadgets and he basically, whatever my dad liked, I kind of, you know, followed my dad. So I just has a natural instinct for tech. So when I got into high school, high school was pretty cool because, you know, people that didn't uh, know how to fix their phones, I was helping them fix their phones. If they didn't know how to do certain stuff on the computer, I was showing them how to do stuff on the computer. Um, but high school was pretty smooth for me, man. Um, the first couple of years was a little rough, um, adjusting, but the latter two years was very smooth. I can't, I can't, I don't, I have no complaints with yeah. high school. Would you want to be in high school? Uh, in high school, I wanted to be a network communication, 
Net manage like an administrator with network communication. So I already knew I wanted something in computers. Yeah. I already knew that. I just didn't know where because I never had a job. I'm like still young, but I'm like, I haven't seen anyone that has these tech jobs before yeah, when yeah. I was in high school. So I'm like, I don't even know what it looks like. I just know I just want something around computers. So what is that? And then I at that time it was about networks and printers and routers and firewalls and stuff like that and installing things for companies. So I was like, man, I want that job. Like, that's a dope job. You get to sit at a desk with computers and install hardware and connect things. That was my bread and butter. I love troubleshooting stuff. So I was like, if I get a company like that, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's over. It's over. I thought I was just going to be the world's greatest person at that point. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. So what happened after high school? What, what kind of job did you get? After high school, I ended up working at UPS, Okay, <laughs> right? Because, no, no. After high school, I went to DeVry. Okay. I went to DeVry. I went to DeVry for one semester. Now, at this time, I don't come from a wealthy family. I don't even come from a rich family. I come from a little bit above the poverty family yeah. income, okay? I was in poverty. Well, we didn't have nothing in the house. Like, you didn't even have no shoes, no games. Yeah. No, I had games. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't, I couldn't get everything. So fast forwarding that now to getting out of high school, my parents didn't have a bunch of money just sitting around like, hey, what school you want to go to? Yeah, yeah. So um, I did one year of DeVry and that was um, with a uh, with my parents. I did like a little loan thing with them, co-sign type of thing. My dad wasn't really too comfortable with yeah. that. And uh, yeah, that didn't work out too well. So <laughs> we made a beeline for UPS, got a UPS regular job and did that for a while. I did that for, um, I think, a couple of years, maybe uh, two to three years or something like that. I mean, so, how is it working at UPS? I know, like someone told me, there's a lot of package. People underestimate, like, <laughs> it's not easy. People, it's a it's work. It's a lot. It's a lot. If you want to, if I, I recommend UPS or any one of these places like UPS, FedEx, Amazon. Um, if you want to have a, uh, if you want to get, basically when you work at UPS, the main selling point that everybody that tell you about the place is you get paid to work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you, you gonna work out. It's a lot of packages, especially, um, around the time we're filming this, you know, we just had prime day, right? Oh yeah. So, They're probably like, Oh my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they working them right now. They going crazy. Even with the Amazon got their own drivers. Some of the stuff just got to naturally go through UPS. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just can't handle everything. So, uh, UPS is a real cool place if you just want to get paid to work out and have a, you know, a quick summer job or uh, just a starter job in general. Because yeah. ain't, ain't nobody going to stop buying online. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's only going up. It's only going up. Yep, and it's only going you know up. What? And internally, people who stick with it, like, there's some lucrative people buy routes. It is. And people become managers. And people don't realize that. And UPS is huge. Think about it. You you might start off as a little package person, a little bitty old package person. You at the bottom, okay? Don't nobody even know you. But just imagine all the things that UPS controls, all the networks, all the software, all the mechanics. All, they have they have to deal with everything, you know? And that goes with Amazon. If you work at Amazon, you can work up, up try to work up your way up Amazon. There's a lot of opportunity. So you can go there and you can make something of yourself as well. And then I've seen also people, there's the sales side, right? Now, if you have to sell, get the contracts and all that, and, you know, starting off as a driver, right? It's something that you could do. And there's overtime and stuff, right, too, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. It's overtime, especially okay. around peak seasons. Um, yeah. they, all these shipping companies have peak seasons, especially yeah, yeah. around the holidays. Uh, any special holiday, Mother's Day, 4th yeah. of July, because people just buy extra stuff. So yeah. they need people to, you know, do those shifts. And you can just come in and just do those extra hours and that's some extra money on your check, you know, extra money for you to get something nice or do something nice. Yeah, okay. And cool. um, go from there. And it's a big company, so I'm pretty sure it's a lot of positions. Yeah. Okay. So you, you did know? that for a couple of years. What came yeah. next? Uh, a couple smaller in-between jobs. Um, but... The major one after that one was a factory chemical job. It was a factory chemical job. We worked outside, not inside, like a standard factory inside place. But we, I worked a chemical job that houses certain materials in silo tanks. And then they have trucks that come inside their warehouse um, plant. And these trucks either offload material or they get onloaded, uh, onboarded material. And get shipped out. And also, we ship it into uh, rail car containers. So, we actually have tracks that went inside the plant. We had our own rail, rail, railroad system. Wow. They come in there, and you have to load them, unload them. So, they got a hatch at the bottom, and it's a hatch at the top. So, some need to get unloaded. Some need to get loaded. Wow. So, that's interesting. Um, I was there. That one was the longest job ever. I was there for 10 years. Wow. 10 years. 10 years went by so fast. Didn't know I was there that long, but I was there for 10 years from the job that I got now. I left that job coming to this new job now, okay. which is a complete turnaround. So you but, did that 10 years. Um, what'd you learn at that job? Hey, are you frustrated with your job search? Are you sending out resume after resume with no callbacks? If so, I have some good news. After three years of helping over 400 people land jobs at places like Meta, HubSpot, Google, Twitter, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, Sony, just to name a few, I created a course. In the Get Your Dream Career course, you'll discover best practices for creating a resume that stands out, and you'll also learn how to optimize your job search. It covers every aspect of the job, including resumes, application strategy, networking, LinkedIn profile optimization, interview guidance, and salary negotiation. You will also get a behind-the-scenes view of how recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And of course, you'll get resume and cover letter templates. Get one step closer to your dream job. Sign up at the link in the notes below. That job, uh, oh, people skills. I learned a lot of people skills because with the plant, there's a with the that company that I um, worked at, there was a lot of different nationalities. Yeah. Everybody got their own food. Everybody got their own working style. Everybody got their own way of doing things. Now, we're all working safe, but everybody has their own way of how they pace their workout. So um, the department that I worked in was more of like a labor department. So I did a lot of cleaning up and also assisting other people in their uh, in their job roles. So if they needed to do certain things that required people moving stuff, cleaning something up, or they just needed an extra hand, I was like... Um, I can fill in with them and help them out. So I experienced a lot of different departments, a lot of different mechanics, electricians, contractors that did different work in the plant besides just making the material. You still have to do upkeep of the plant. Yeah. Make sure everything works right. So they have their own department with that. So I work with a lot of different nationalities. So I got to experience how different people work and how, you know, people carry themselves and do certain things 
And it helped me to learn how to, you know, just basically um, talk to people and manage people and see how they work and work well with others, really. Yeah, um, I love that one. I love that. That was that job. The first five years, I cannot complain. It was the best. No, it, it always gets <laughs> tough. It's, uh, so what job did you have after that? Uh, after that, um, I, that's when I made my shift into tech. That was when I made my shift into tech in this job right now that I currently have um, as a cybersecurity uh, software engineer. Um, so, yeah, that shift was a complete 360. I went from working outside every day. If it's 95 degrees, you're going to be wearing long sleeves, boots, hard hats, jacket, pants, gloves, because you, you got to be safe, but it's 95 degrees, so you're just straight sweating all yeah. day, all right? If it's cold outside, you still long sleeve, boots on, uh, you they give you a, a jacket, but, I mean, you're outside. You're eventually going to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went from doing that, um, you got to punch a clock. If you don't get in time, there's going to be, you know, point system, all write-ups, all type of things, daily safety meetings, making sure you're doing stuff safe. If you're not, they're document. I went on, it was a, it was a strict environment to a certain degree if you didn't know what you were doing, but it was there though. I went from that to working from home. So I forgot to tell you that part. I'm a remote software engineer. Um, so I get up when I want to. <laughs> there's no clocking in. There's no boots. There's no long sleeves. <laughs> you know what I mean? No hard hat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a complete change. I It took a while to shift because I kept thinking I had to go somewhere. I'm like, you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> Sit at the desk. <laughs> no, I mean, it's wild because, you, know? you know, like I used to work in person. And you're like, what? You can make money online. You don't got to... Go commute, <laughs> traffic, and all that. It's it's wild. So how did you go about making the shift? Because you've always wanted to be in tech and you kind of worked this 10 years. Like, what happened? What was the trigger? Like, yo, I, I got to make a shift. Um, The shift was I was kind of coming up on my 10th year at this job. And I was looking back. One of the things my dad told me that I will never forget ever in a day of my life, the moment that I got this job, because this job paid well. They paid well, but it was a dead-end job, sort of say. It was a dead-end job. There wasn't a, a bunch of opportunities at the job that people were just can select from, right? It's a small pool of jobs, but it's a lot of people. So, like, your chances of getting a new position is very slim. And uh, the work that we did is not like you can branch off and do a bunch of stuff. Um, so... My dad told me in the beginning when I first got this job, he's like, I know it pays well. I know it pays good money, son. But listen to me. Don't end up at a dead-end job like I did. Because he had a factory job, and it paid it well, and he provided for our family. Um, but he didn't want me to go down that same rabbit hole because he see it being presented in front of me, and he knows he knows the repercussions of that. So, um, yeah. I always had that in the back of my mind. So when I first got the job, I told him, yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> I'm about to check though. <laughs> so I, I I I loved it. Like the beginning years, oh man, I'm like, and then it was endless overtime. You just sneeze, achoo, oh, yeah. oh, it's overtime, yeah. free money, let's go get it. So, but after a while, just think about, imagine doing this for 10 years, certain stuff just get played out. Like, yeah. You're going to end up buying a new phone all over again. You're going to get new tech all over again. But looking back, 
all this stuff don't really mean anything because a new one's going to replace this one. Yeah. It's not that valuable. Like you, you keep coming to the same job doing that. So I had to start looking at my life and saying, you know what, what can I do to actually create myself a career? I don't, I just really didn't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. It just helped out with certain stuff at the present time as far as getting things that I like. But long term, I'm like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. So I'm like, how do I get out of this if I'm doing this? And um, yeah, the clock started ticking at probably year five, year six. I started noticing this like, man, I'm at the same job. I'm doing the same thing. It's not a lot of, it's some opportunities to move up, but there's a lot of drawbacks to that. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So that got me looking around. I'm like, I know I like tech, but where, how do I do this tech thing? And I'm, I really didn't have no time to go to school to do tech. So I was just trying to figure it out. So I ended up finding something online one day. I don't even know what the video was, but I was looking up some stuff online that you can get into tech um, um, without a college degree. And I'm like, oh, this is sweet. So that took me down the rabbit hole. Um, That planted the seed initially. It was like, you know what? This is the most possible thing. I already like tech. I'm naturally good at messing around with tech. And this doesn't require like a four-year investment to actually get this pulled off. Wow. Okay. So now you saw the thing because a lot of people see those videos. Yeah, but you, you took the steps. So now how long was that step? You saw this video. Now what came next? No. So the steps, the, the uh, what came next was uh, I attempted to, to do it, right? And I was like, all right, let's look online. How do you do this thing? How do we make this stuff happen? So I'm looking online. I'm looking up YouTube, looking at videos. I start seeing courses. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Certain courses have price tags to them, but other people have free content about the same stuff that the pay thing had. And I'm like, eh, let's try first, first free. Let's yeah. see Let's see if you really want this or not. So, um, yeah, I started looking at free stuff. Um, free Code Camp at one point in time. Um, YouTube channel. I looked at some other... I looked at a bunch of YouTube channels about coding. Um, one of the ones that I did pay for, it wasn't a, a camp, but it was a course, membership course, was um, Coding... 360 was, um, I forgot his name and I can't get his name right now. He has a coding phase. Coding phase. Yes. Coding phase. I saw him online. I'm like, man, this looks like the guy that's, that's for me. Yeah. Up to my speed. I want somebody that can break this code thing down for me. I want it like plain English. Like don't, don't go super deep. Um, so I, I took coding phase. He had a membership thing at one time where you can, uh, pay, a monthly fee, and you can basically get access to all these content courses. So I started watching the courses, and I was doing the programs, and I was actually learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, learning these tools. I did this, um, and uh, I had my my uh, my daughter at the time. It stopped everything, uh-huh. shut everything down, and um, I learned the stuff, but I never applied it. <laughs> I never... I never applied for a job. I was learning the stuff, but I had my daughter, so I had took focus away and started, you know, you know, caring for my newborn. And uh, at the same time, I was working, so I got this going on. Then, you know, my uh, wife um, was at home, so I had a lot of stuff going on my plate. So in between, I was trying to look at coding, 
things and stuff, but I wasn't taking it serious. It kind of fell to the back burner. So I was messing around with that stuff for about a year, but it never went anywhere. I left it alone for another year. So I tried to do it and I put it down. So for two years, I was, I learned it one year and I didn't do it the next year. So I let two years slip by me. So I picked it up the next time, which was uh, actually two years ago. Okay. To be honest, two years ago. So this is the second bat up. I'm like, you know, this is now where I'm at my year nine at my old job. Yeah. So I'm like, my baby's already born. I'm married. Um, I'm at year nine at this job. Same position. I've never moved. Um, And I'm like, you know what? This is really getting played out. Now it's really burning inside of me because I'm like, two years ago, I was trying to do this thing, but I didn't take it seriously. Um, Now... My baby's born. I kind of got a rhythm on how we can do things and all of that. Now it's time to really take this seriously. Like, no excuses. Dive all the way in and do it. So, um, yeah, that's when I went back and started learning uh, all the material again, trying to do a refresher. And that itself was a, a game changer because I was like, man, I'm coming in this again. Like, who gets two tries? Like, yeah. you tried it and then you quit and you didn't even attempt. You just learned some stuff, but you never applied it. You never applied to no jobs or anything. So I kind of felt bad in the second time around because I'm like, man, this might not work. But the second time around, I was a little bit different on my my strategy. I said, I'm going to learn, but I'm also going to work on social networking, you know, talking to people, um, networking, you know, linking up with people, posting content, you know, for people to grab hold to for me to network with, right? Um, and I started doing that. That worked a whole lot better. Okay. Now, yeah. how how much time did you spend till you got to a point that you were applying to jobs and getting interviews? Uh, I spent time frames of probably about 10 months, roughly 10 months. So the second go around when I picked it up, it took about 10 months, roughly, give or take about, yeah, about 10 months. Okay. Um, but, uh, but that's, Prior before yeah. I already had did a year, I just put it down. So when I came back the second time, it's like riding a bike a little bit. So when I was looking at the courses again, I felt like, the, you know, a, a kid that flunked the class and now you got to take it over again. You're like, man, I already know this answer is six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already yeah. know you could change the background with this. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, I, I know this. Let's go to the heavy stuff that I don't know, right? So I kind of can speed up my process this tech second time around. So it took me about, yeah, about 10 months for me to actually um, be comfortable with looking for a job. Okay. So now there's the other aspect, right? You apply to jobs. Now, how is it interviewing? Because I know some people, they're learning and then the interview is different. So how was that experience like for you? So the interview, oh man, the interview was, it's a crazy, it's like a sitcom story. <laughs> so, to give uh, the intro to this is I was in the Twitter space a lot of times sharing my ideas, asking questions, trying to get understanding about certain stuff as I learned. So I was learning, but then also I'm in these Twitter spaces. And this was around when we had the uh, the uh, COVID thing going on and all of that. So you had a lot of time on you yeah. know, Twitter. So um, someone reached out to me about a job uh, opportunity. Um, and I didn't even know this person. Someone that was in the space knew that person. 
and they personally reached out to them and said, hey, this person is in, in the Twitter space. I can tell that they're doing work. They're not just listening. They're doing work. Because of the questions you're asking, you only can answer. You only can ask these questions if you've got to this point. Yeah. These are not questions that you just learned in the beginning. So I ended up going through all of that. Um, the guy hit me on Twitter, asked me uh, about the job opportunity. Of course, I told him, yeah. Went through the interview. They gave me a test to take home. I was. It blew my mind because I'm like, oh my. I'm like, this is my first interview too. Um, so, uh, yeah, my first interview. So I went into this. I'm like, oh my god, this is my first interview. Like, I ain't even trying no interview warm ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like super duper nervous. Like, I'm like, I don't know what this gonna be. Like, I've already went through the interview process. They like, all right, here's the test. They give me the test. They're like, give it to us tomorrow. You got two hours to do it. I'm all right, cool. I wake up extra early. Um, open it up. I look at the the test. I can't do it. <laughs> I can do it, but I can't. I know JavaScript, but they wrote the test in TypeScript. And if anybody know about JavaScript and TypeScript, long story short, they're very close cousins, but TypeScript is more stricter than JavaScript. So you can do things in JavaScript and it will not beef with you at all. It will say, okay, go ahead, do it. You're just going to find out at the end that that does not work. TypeScript, I'm not going to let you go to the end. I'm going to tell you right now, when you type that, finish typing that last letter, that's wrong. It's like a spell checker. So it was tweaking me out. I'm like, what is all these red squiggly lines? I'm like, no, this is the answer. No, 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 no. This is the answer. And it's like, no, you don't have the type right. You got to infer the type. What the heck is a type? I didn't know type. I didn't know TypeScript. I was about to learn type. I started, this was around the same time uh, it was a coincidence because this was around the same time I was about to learn TypeScript. It was on my list to learn TypeScript. I just haven't got to it. And now it's on this test and I don't know it. So I tried to do the test in JavaScript. Um, it had squiggly lines all up and down that boy. I just submitted it. I'm like, I, and I told them, I had to be honest. I said, I don't know TypeScript. You know, um, I just know JavaScript and they, I submitted it. And I, if you go on my Twitter feed, you'll see the post I posted that day. I said, I think I blew a job that I really liked all because I didn't know one programming language thing. And I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. Because I've learned so much up to this point. And I, just because I don't know one piece, this is making me look like I don't know anything. Yeah. So when I submitted it, I didn't get nothing back. I was kind of like disappointed. Um, long story short, the guy that, text me about the job was like, hey, we're going to give you another try. This is what we're going to do. Don't do it in TypeScript. Answer everything in JavaScript. Make sure it's all correct, all finished, everything, and we'll see what we can do. So I'm getting a second chance. It's like, yeah. So go back, do it in JavaScript. We're going to take it all off. All right, cool. I learned TypeScript that same day. <laughs> I said, no, you're not getting me. I got to learn TypeScript because I kept hearing that it was easy. I just didn't know it. Yeah. I'm like, it's just foreign. So I, I kind of learned enough in TypeScript to get by the test, to get the squiggly lines to yeah. go away, basically. And I'm like, oh, this is how you get rid of them. So once I figured it out, it was like a video game. So I'm like, all right, let me finish the rest of my, my answers and basically write how I did my stuff, basically. And I did it not only in JavaScript, I did it in TypeScript. And I finished the extra two bonus questions 
Um, and then I sent it back. And they was like, yeah, you look like you got these all right. <laughs> Explain how you did this. <laughs> so I had to walk through my work on a video call, video call. And uh, basically how I'm explaining it, they're like, yeah, he did this work. Like, didn't nobody do this for you? you yeah. The way you're explaining it, you know what you're talking about. So, and from there, it was kind of like history. You got the nutshell. job? Yeah, I got the job. Now, the crazy part about the job, though, and this is a real sum up version of it. Um, they came back to me after this was done, because when I did the interview coding thing, that was with the, the, the department that I work with. I yeah. was doing the interview with my colleagues. So they told the uh, the uh, the boss, he's good. I mean, it's up to you now. Yeah. They were good on their end. They was like, yeah, we like it. We're good. So he came back to me and basically told me, um, yeah, let's have a call. Call me on my personal number. I'm like, what? They didn't give me an offer letter or nothing. They yeah. didn't say yes in the email. Whole time we've been emailing. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, emails has changed to give me a call. I give them a call. Like we're at the end now. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, well, they wouldn't give people a call to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? This might be a good call. Maybe yeah. you personally want to tell me, right? So we get on the call that day. Uh, I'm super nervous. I'm like, they could have emailed me this, but yeah. I'm like, let's just see what's going on. So I get on the call. He's like, listen, this is what we want to say. Um, in a nutshell, um, we want to hire you on as like temporary for like 12 weeks. We're going to pay you whatever the salary was agreed to. You're just going to get it based on how many hours can you devote to this in this 12 week pro in this 12 week span. So I was like, I think I can do about 20 hours. That's part time. And the reason why he said that was because he was saying, um, we're not comfortable yet with giving you the job because we don't know if you can do it or not. Because I didn't have no experience. Yeah. I haven't had, I have, don't have a degree and I don't have a previous coding job. This is all of a test I just did. Yeah. And they about to pay me this money, right? So in order for them, he was like, for us to feel more comfortable, we want to see how you're going to work in the environment. So let's just do like a, 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 a basically like an intern type of thing. And we'll pay you. We're going to pay you. Um, and we'll do a 12-week intern. And at the end of the intern, um, if you feel comfortable with this and we like it, then we'll give you a job offer. And if it don't, there's no loss on you. You still work at your job because this is remote. So I'm not walking and going anywhere. I'm just doing work on the side like an entrepreneur. I'm just doing work on the side somewhere. As of though they're like a client of mine. Yeah. So I really didn't... I was expecting the offer. Yeah. <laughs> so that it kind of threw me for a loop for a first time. But then I start thinking, like, Kevin, that's a good deal. Like, you get to test it out because what if it's a bad company? Yeah. I'll find out quickly in 12 weeks. That's three months. You'll know people yeah. at a company's. And uh, so, long story short, with that, um, I did the 12 weeks interns. I was literally working at the company, old factory job at the same time. When I left there, I went home and I started working at their company. And I did that for 12 weeks. And sometimes I had lunch breaks at job and I'll pull up the laptop. They sent me a laptop, like super specced out Mac yeah. laptop. I was already ecstatic. I'm like, holy cow, it's like the top of the line yeah. M1 maxed out 64 gig, everything maxed out on this laptop, right? Um, so I'm at 
my factory job on lunch break, <laughs> doing some of the work. <laughs> and um, the 12 weeks was up and they got on a call with me and was like, mm, do you want the job? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And that was the final seal after the 12 weeks um, of the intern thing. You know, I love so, that companies, I think more companies should do that because I think it's I fair. Think so. You know, it's like, hey, you don't got to give up because some people give up and like, yo, damn, I, yeah. I, it's not for me. Because you don't know. And that was a scary part. And I had, I had to talk to my dad about it too. I'm like, man, I want to do this thing, but I'm like, uh, they saying this part-time thing. He's like, you know what? That's a good deal. Cause what if this company is not a what if what if, a couple things? What if you can't keep up with the work? Like yeah. maybe you can this your first coding job. It might be too deep. Yeah. Right? Or the company culture is not right. You'll find out very well who who can act for three yeah. months. Everybody yeah. at the company can act for three months for one little guy? No, yeah. I think not. You're gonna find out quickly the company's culture. You're gonna find out what they're working on. You're gonna get used to how your 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 schedule will be. So it's like a good test. And guess what? I still work at my previous job. I still got my health benefits at my previous job. I still have my years of service at my previous job. So if anything goes left over here, um, I can leave y'all alone and I'm back here. Yeah. Not like nothing changed. So I didn't have there was no reason not to say yes. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, I just get two checks now. <laughs> yeah, no, respect. <laughs> For 12 respect. weeks. Yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. And then I get to get experience. Even if it did go left, I can still write on my resume. I did three months working at this company. Now, how was it being full-time? Because so, now you don't have to go to any office. It's different. Oh, now. yeah. It is. It was different. It was, um, uh, I liked it because I can really focus and dive all in. I can really go deep in my work. Um, I get more work compared to when I was doing part-time, part-time. It was like giving me little stuff here yeah. and there. You know, I didn't really work on nothing major because it's like, you know, I'm part-time. I yeah. can't really do too much. So they was giving me, uh, the team was giving me, they, they like grunt work sort of say. And I was loving it. I'm like, man, this is, I was ecstatic out of my mind. I'm like, man, I got two jobs. I'm in coding over here and yeah. I'm working at a factory. You know what I mean? Like I'm in two, it felt like I was, uh, Jason Bourne or yeah. some, uh, so somebody living two different lives. Because one life, I'm like in a whole Bobcats, forklift, jack cameras. We got all that at work. So you can get into machines. Next minute, I'm at home in the air-conditioned environment typing on a computer. So it was just different climates every day, every day. So then when I got into coding, straight coding, I woke up. I'm like, man, I ain't got to go nowhere. It's right here at the desk. Same way I'm talking to you right now, this is where I work. So, uh, you know, certain food things got improved because I'm like, hey, I can go to the grocery store. Yeah. I ain't got to hurry up and buy something in the street. Uh, I can make my meals here. I got a whole refrigerator, stove, everything. You know what I mean? I'm in my own, I'm in my house. So that's one benefit I definitely love is being at the crib. You can just... Uh, work on your own time. Just yeah. time flexibility is crazy. Yeah. So how much did you grow now that you got paid? Because it's different when you're doing it part-time, when you're learning on your own. It's like you you have the thing of like, yo, I got to provide support. Now the thing is you're getting paid. It's part of your job. You have much more mental yeah. freedom and clarity. So how much more yeah. progress did you make working? I made a lot more progress. Um, 
I was able to dive more into things. So I was able to uh, look up stuff, find out things um, that we needed to do in order for certain features to work. Uh, also, now I'm, I'm working um, with other senior devs. Like I'm really their protege or I don't forgot the correct yeah. terminology. Yeah, protege. But their pro- yeah. protege or prototype of someone that's new, never been in the field. Everyone else in my company all have long history rap sheets. So they ain't nowhere new to this. They, they've been in this for a while. I'm the only new person. So when I got into this, like I'm working with these huge senior devs, right? So the soak up knowledge was like, I was like a sponge. Every time we got on a call, I was just like, man, what's this? Or explain this and how this works. Because certain stuff I don't know. It's a, it's a code base. That was another thing I had to learn. When I get into a company, they already have a certain code base already coded. So you might know how to code, but you don't know how their code is. So an electrician knows how to wire wires, but if you step into a building, you don't know how they got all their wires wired. You got to figure that out. So it's nothing to take away from that electrician. He could be the best electrician in Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. But wherever he goes, he got to lay the system out. He got to know what the, how the system flows before he starts switching yeah. around certain stuff and asking for certain things to be in place. He needs to know that stuff. So that's kind of how I felt. I got I had to know certain things. So the skills start growing because I started knowing where everything was at. It's like a city. I knew what every street. I started learning all the main streets and roads and all of that in the code base. Like, oh, that's where you get there to fix this. That's where you get there to make this feature happen. That's where you go to make this feature happen. And now I can see how that works behind the curtain. So, and... How long did you stay at that job? Um, I'm still there. Yeah, I'm still there. So I'm coming up... I'm coming up there about a year in a year and three months. Wow. So three months prior before actually getting signed, but an actual year actually at the job has been one year, but total a year and three months. This same month. You announced it on Twitter, right? And that tweet did really well. That's the tweet I saw. Man, because I kept showing my journey, kept sharing my journey throughout every step. Even if you go back in those tweets, you'll see the journey of me sharing my defeat of not getting. I felt that I didn't get the job because I didn't know TypeScript. I even posted that because I felt that that was important because a lot of us just show our highlights, our wins, but we don't show our losses or our weaknesses. But I feel that it's more human-like to show your wins and your losses. You know what I mean? If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. So me showing you my weakness and flaws is not going to hurt me. Um, It's just going to you know, help me to connect with you better to show you the real truth. Like there are losses. There's not just wins, 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 wins. Yeah. You're going to take some L's, but it's not all about how do you react from them L's. You just get back up and keep going. Just, yeah. I think too many people all. only share wins and that's why people yeah. make coding seem way Easy. easier than it really is. And it's like, and it's, it's not, it's not. And it's not. And you really mentioned how you really feel defeated when you, work on something or you may talk to a senior dev and in like two minutes you're so lost it's something that seems so obvious to them but that's a part and you know once you get through it you learn a lot and eventually you become that senior dev yeah I had to talk with one of the senior devs uh, a week ago about that because he was we were kind of having this kind of similar conversation after a while um, he's like man you think you've grown since you got here I'm like yeah I think I've grown like certain stuff that I know to do um off a habit. Yeah. I do it just like that. Before, I used to have to look it up. Like, 
what's the heck? I had to go on, I had to Google it. Yeah. You know, I, I still Google stuff, but yeah. like the certain stuff that I Google now is not that entry level. Yeah, it's stuff not like how I to code. To how do you yeah, code? Yeah, it ain't know how to, no, nah, you ain't gonna find that in my history. <laughs> but like, I've grown so much where I know that stuff like the top of my head. And even if I do Google it, I'm Googling it just for like reference wise. Just like, how does that lay out? I still know it's a thing. At first, I didn't know. I never knew it was a thing. Like, how do you call a create an async function and chain certain functions together and create certain uh, uh, programming patterns to yeah. solve certain problems? I didn't know all that stuff. Now I do. I'm like, oh, this is a bigger uh, field than I thought it was. So now, looking back, what would you say you're most proud of? Um, me being more extroverted. Extroverted. I'll say more extroverted. I think that was the key. Without me being extroverted, because I'm an introverted person, I know how to be extroverted though. But um, it's a skill that I've acquired. But I know how to be um introverted just naturally. Um, so without me being extroverted, I probably would never got this job because this job was posted in a whole other state. This is a remote job. I wasn't looking in nowhere, no none of these states. I was looking at where I was working at in my state. But because I was an extrovert and because I came out and talked to people on, you know, Twitter um, and had conversations with people, those created connections and those connections created opportunities. And now those opportunities came back to me. Just this one opportunity is paying tenfold now. Like once like they this is saying that they have in tech. You get once you get your the hardest thing is getting your first job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Just getting your first job is the hardest thing because after that, it's like you've already been qualified, so to say. So by me being extroverted, it's like I've got that hardest thing off the list is getting a actual coding job. I love it. So now you've been here, you know, a little over a year. What are your future yeah. goals now? Because now you're in the field and I find that the goals of someone who's not in the field is, you know, for everyone's, I want to be CTO, I want to be this, I want to do that. And then you get in the field <laughs> and not that you don't want to do it. I'm just saying now you have a different, yeah. you have a more realistic idea. And now like, what's the goal now? Um, The goal now um, is to really focus in and expand my knowledge around cybersecurity because I'm starting to learn the, the, the position that I'm in, where I'm at on the board. It's always a game. And I noticed that I, I, I used to just focus on programming. But now I'm in a two gigantic fields, coding or programming or cybersecurity. Huge. Both of them are huge. And both of these things, you can go to any company and they both need these two people. Yeah. And now since I work at a company that does both like this, now which leg do you need to work on? Coding or cybersecurity? I've just did coding for like a year and three months and I'm still doing it. This is my bread and butter. But I code in a cybersecurity atmosphere. So now it will be best for me to learn cybersecurity because the more I know, the more I can apply coding to it. I can make the place a safe, you know, the world a safer place. And I always tell people, coders who know cybersecurity and secure coding, yeah. absolute unicorn. And there's so much money in it. So, I mean, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what it is. Just staying focused. Don't get um, confused with shiny objects. Just learn where I'm at on the board and it's time to focus on the the industry of cybersecurity and how we need more software and features and, you know, algorithms and protection out here in the world. So 
let's say you're walking down the street and you mm-hmm. see 18 year old Kevin. What would you tell him? Oh man, I would tell him pick something that you're naturally good at. Um, well, not pick something that you're naturally good at. Understand what you're naturally good at. There's certain things that people are just naturally good at. My wife is naturally good at fashion. She just loves clothes. She can pick out clothes very well. Find something in the world or find someone that does something similar in that thing that you're good at and learn from them or that space and research and apply it. And I think it'll work out for you. It applies to everybody. Because if you find someone that's 10 years ahead of you or 15 years ahead of you, big giant in the game, big old fancy. My, I'm just extreming yeah. it right now, but they got an extreme big house, right? It's like a, you know, five, seven million dollar house, nice car. They used to do this in this industry. Now they're retired. You're looking at what you could be. So now that seed is in your head like, I can do this because they did it. Now I just got to go through the process. I just got to do it. And it's like, man, what what are some things that you've done? Well, I looked into this. I've done this. And now they're dropping gems on you. You're getting the research. Yeah. Now you got the research. Now it's it's up to you. Can't nobody lift the weights. If you want to lose weight, can't nobody lift no weights but you. (laughs) Yeah, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. After that, it's on you, really. No, I love that. Now. Really appreciate the episode. How would people support you and continue following your journey? And what do you want to promote? I would say, real simple, just follow me on Twitter. Um, if I do anything, um, if you want to get connect with me, follow me on Twitter at KFProDev. And I'm also trying to put out more content on my YouTube channel. It's KFProDev on YouTube. But... I'm really active on Twitter as far as getting into spaces and learning information. And if I ever do anything, I'll probably most likely put it on Twitter. That's really my home base right there. Yeah, really appreciate the time. And I know you dropped so much knowledge. I'm so glad I got to hear the full story. And I'm going to continue watching the story unfold. Absolutely. I hope your endeavors grow. I hope you'll be able to get major other major people on this platform. You'll be able to get more interviews with them. You can be the uh, um, champs yeah. interview version <laughs> yeah. of tech. You know, all the big interview people, you'll be the tech version. They come to you and talk about certain things. You can ask them certain Look, questions. The big thing I'm going to take away from this interview, everybody I'm going to tell, learn TypeScript. You never know <laughs> when it's going to come. Man. Man, you don't know. That could have cost my whole job if it wasn't for them to be like, you know what? It, they was looking from the top. They're like, man, it ain't that much of a difference. I just want to see if you can do this work. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. cool. You look, you took the initiative. And so yes. thank you so much for your time. Absolutely, man. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree INC. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem nodegree.com